Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Agree to Disagree. I am your host this week, Aiden Chart. Alongside me is Dean Gutick, Noah Schwartz, and Jack Acello. How's everybody doing? Very Yo, what's up? How's, how's finals week going for everybody so far? Two Got more good. days and we're done. Got so, so much. Close. Got so much done today. At the at, by night's end, I'll be finished with all my production classes. That is good. Not by Wednesday. I've got. I still got yeah. until uh, the nineteenth. I, I have like a late schedule. Ow! But, you know, finals have to be done by the eighteenth. Yeah, I thought finals done by the eighteenth. Uh, one one of mine is my professor has to do on the nineteenth. Huh. Oh. It's like it's a paper. I don't know. Wow. Um, I was confused too because it's a Saturday. But let's get into sports. It's been an eventful week in sports, uh, for good and for bad. Um, go, so baby. We're, gonna start, go. we're gonna start off with some NFL week 14 talk. There were some big games there. We're gonna talk a little bit about a potential name change, not the Washington football team, but another team that could become the baseball team. We don't know. Uh, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about the NBA top 100 list that has been coming out recently. Uh, our breakdowns, our thoughts, who we thought should be higher, who we thought should be lower. We'll get into that later. But let's start by talking about the NFL. And Dean, I will give you the pleasure of talking about your bills. First of all, you know, you got to see on primetime the second best team in the AFC. And of course, one of the premier teams in the NFL beat the team that is one of the more overrated teams uh the team that we saw last week break down they broke down again on prime time um for buffalo this was in my opinion their best defensive game uh they may have not sat they may have sacked big ben once but they got to big ben they stuffed the run steelers receivers couldn't catch um two picks uh in the first half you know the offense started slow i was really concerned with that but the pick six from taron johnson before halftime really changed the pace of that game once the pick six happened it just feel like it was all buffalo uh stefan diggs took, took over the game josh allen took over the game i was really proud of the showing by the bills and i think last night they showed that they're a legit team and they could do it on prime time yeah that's that you made all good points dean and and i do agree with you that they're now the second best team in the conference i think you got kansas city is you know on this level and everybody else is a couple notches at least below that, but they proved they're better than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh proved officially that they are a, what are they? 11 and two, but they're a fraud. Yeah. They can't run the football. That was their biggest issue pretty much all season. It reared its ugly head yesterday. They've been uh, severely impacted by injuries. Bud Dupree being the latest one last week, that really sucked. He's out for the year. Uh, if this is just not a very good team and they're increasing reliant on Ben Roethlisberger and he just doesn't he just doesn't have it at this point in his career at 38 or 39 years old to get it done every single week 300 yards three touchdowns like he just can't do it consistently and the receiving core isn't as good as i think many people had rated them earlier in the season obviously Deontay Johnson's been the butt of jokes recently with the drop passes but it's really all around this roster they're just not good enough and despite Mike Tomlin he's a great coach they're a great organization it's a lot to overcome when this roster just isn't good enough right now and so they'll probably win a playoff game and that'll be it. And Buffalo has a real shot of going to the AFC title game where their season will be ended uh, in Kansas city against uh, the chiefs at Arrowhead. So, you know, good, good win for the bills. It's unfortunate though, that they have a ceiling and I think they don't really have a way to surpass that. They could probably win a playoff game, maybe two, but that's about it. Yeah. I got I, it. Oh, go. No, go ahead. 
You go, Dan. I got to agree with what most of you said. Uh, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh is completely out of it. Like you said, Mike Tom's a good coach. Last year, he found a way to almost sneak into the playoffs with no quarterback. But I mean, and he's got big. Hey, Duck Hodges is the man. Okay, yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) You also said that Carson Wentz is the man. True that, Aiden. True that. We'll get to that later. Back to my point. Mike Tom's a good coach. He always finds ways. Obviously, Bud Dupree killing them. Bud Dupree being out for the year, he's killing them. He was having a defensive player of the year kind of season. Uh, hopefully they give him a contract extension because he's one hell of a player. And I, he's, I actually really like him a lot. So for that reason, another, but the bills, they definitely did show up. I'm still not a hundred percent. Do I think they're going to win a playoff game? Yes. I don't know necessarily if they're going to make it as far as the AFC championship game. The bills have been very good, but they've had plenty of games this year where they've been, they've looked a little bit exposed. One, I'm going to, the game against the chiefs, they gave up over 200 yards rushing. That really exposed them, yeah. and I'm not, I, I still can't forget it. The the Jets, they, they were they were it was a competitive game in the fourth quarter on the final drive against the Jets. So that if you're a contender, that can't be happening. I'm just gonna I, I do want to disagree with you guys a little bit. I I do I do not think the Steelers are the best team in the AFC, uh, but I do think that they are going to be the team to beat uh, in the AFC. And I think that is going to happen because I don't think the Chiefs are going to get the number one seed. I do think the Steelers are going to end up with it. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Saint, the Saints beat them next week, and then oh Steelers oh Steelers went out. Uh, and I, I just think it's going to happen. But because uh, the, the Steelers haven't beat on uh, on conference records since the Steelers, oh no, they, they'd be tied, I guess, at this point. But we'll figure that out later. I just think that the Steelers' defense is too good, uh, is going to be too good if you're playing against a team like the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs' offense is far better. That is that is true, but when the Steelers' offense clicks, which it has multiple times this season, um, it is one of the deadliest units in the league. And sure, there have been times where it's fallen apart, where the receivers can't seem to catch anything. Uh, but I just I just think I'd be so afraid of that defense that I'm not really worried about how well the offense is going to play. And we've seen we've seen the Chiefs play some games that they really should have lost. They have not played like the dominant team they were last year. They realistically should have lost to the, to the Raiders again. They should have lost to the Panthers earlier this season. Uh, there, there were a couple other games, the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs are not playing like an 11 and one football team right now. And they, they played okay against the, 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 the Dolphins in the second half, but even then they were up 30 to 10 and almost lost the game. So that, that's just my feeling on it. So let me, let me throw this point at you, Aiden. I agree with you that the Kansas City Chiefs for the last, let's say, month, and even in various games prior to that, they weren't really playing at an elite level that an 11-1 and football team should be playing at. Or no, they're 12-1 and now. 12-1 and football team. Sorry, my bad. Let me, throw, let me throw this at you, though. We saw what they did last year through the whole regular season and in the postseason. This level that they're playing at right now is nowhere near their ceiling. So if they can just get to that point by the end of the season, and I think by all accounts, we all think that they probably will. There's no reason why if they have a home play, if they have the home playoff games, they're probably going to get the one seed. I can't see uh, Pittsburgh getting that. seed. I think they're going to lose at least one more time Pittsburgh. Um, so I think Kansas city is going to have that by, I really don't foresee a way where anybody's coming into Arrowhead and beating them just because they have so much of a higher level they can actually get to. And I understand they haven't played great, but there are, there are levels to this, right? And we understand that 
Kansas City at any moment could go score 50 or 60 on you. And nobody else in the conference can do that. Now you want to power rank the teams like based on where you think Buffalo is and what you think Pittsburgh is and Tennessee and Indianapolis and all these teams, you can go ahead and rank them. But I think what's clear is that Kansas city is the number one team in the conference. And if anybody beats them, like, I don't even know. I'm not even talking about an AFC team. If anybody beats them, I think it would have to be considered a major upset. I mean, I think Dean kind of agrees. I agree. With that. I can see the way he was in Arrowhead. I agree. Uh, but at Heinz Field, I would take the Steelers any day of the week. Wow. All right. Or e- even over the Chiefs. Hmm. Interesting. You guys want to move on to a different to another game? Actually, no, let's let's talk about the Chiefs Dolphins real yeah. quick while I'm we're at talk, it. Yeah, I'll start with this one. So this game very surprised me. The Dolphins, even though they lost even though they lost this game, they kind of proved to me, even in defeat, they kind of showed they're for real. You can honestly say they're the first team in probably over a year that made Patrick Mahomes look human. So yeah. you've got first to, ever three interception game. You got Patrick give, Mahomes actually entering entering this week. Patrick Mahomes had thrown two interceptions all season, and he threw yeah. three against the Dolphins. Yeah, no, and I'm going to say this now. They pro, as of as of, as of this moment, I don't know what's going to happen, but as of this moment, that game cost Patrick Mahomes the MVP title. I think. Oh no, it did not. No, Aaron no, Rod- not no, right now. I disagree. Aaron Rodgers is MVP right no now. Way. No way. Aaron no. Rodgers has Aaron Rodgers has had an okay season. It has been oh, nothing no, no, spectacular. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers has not four interceptions and seventy percent completion percentage with a one. Aaron Rodgers has not had an MVP season. moment. Patrick Mahomes has had many, and he's had yeah. one or two bad plays, but that does not take him out of the MVP conversation at all. I didn't it's say not, I didn't say he's not the MVP, MVP conversation. I just Mahomes, said he's Mahomes started. I just said he's number two now. Mahomes started this game terribly. That first quarter, especially, was awful for him. But then he went out and showed. Listen. I'm still the best quarterback in the NFL by a long shot. Um, and he went out and scored 30 unanswered points. Well, technically 28 unanswered points on the Dolphins. And then that offense slowed down a little bit when the Dolphins defense kicked into gear. And I think that actually shows a lot about the Dolphins defense that they can make the MVP look human. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I think Aaron Rodgers is in first place in MVP right now. That's no way. No way. No way. And you know how much I love Aaron Rodgers? No His way. His stats are off the charts. And so is Mahomes's. So are yeah. Derrick Henry's. I would yeah. take Derrick Henry before Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not apologizing for that statement. Well, you'd name Kaysen Hill MVP, so let's not listen yes, to you. Yes, I would. But that's a different story. Yeah. Oh. No, Jack, come on. Like, let me, let me tell you this. And, and Mahomes has been great this year. Aaron Rodgers has been great this year. They're, they're, all, they're 12 and 1. I mean, typically the way that this works in sports, that the best player on the best team gets MVP. We've seen it years and, and years and years. Well, in the past. Right now, I mean, they're not the, best, but the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Yeah, but the, the Chiefs are the best team in the league, and they're 12 I and still one. don't think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Once yeah, neither do, I. neither do I. Neither right do I. Don't, now, I don't even think they're second best. Something. I don't know. I, as of right now, I'd give it to Rodgers. One more interception. Higher, go, higher completion percentage. That was all. Let me go on my weekly two rant. So I actually think this is one of the most impressive losses any team has suffered all season. The Probably, way that yeah. they were able to fight back in this game and, and make Mahomes look human. I mean, they won the turnover battle four to one. Nobody turns the ball over four times when you're playing Kansas, when, you know, when, when you're facing Kansas City. That doesn't happen. Mahomes doesn't throw interceptions. They don't fumble. They don't make boneheaded plays. It just doesn't happen. They're too buttoned up. They're too smart. They're too they're, you know, they're just too good. So to see what, what the Dolphins were able to do yesterday, and I understand Tua's completion percentage wasn't great. I think he was like 28 of 48 or something. He still threw for 300 yards. He was still in complete command of that game. 
And uh, I think this was really the biggest test for him so far. And although they didn't win, he passed it. So go, go to a good job, Dolphins. Brian Flores, you're amazing. The fact I mean, that they were even in this game is, is really a, a statement of how good they are. I agree. I mean, first of all, I want to thank the Chiefs for beating the Dolphins, for widening the gap. Number two, I'm um, listening. This was an impressive loss for the Dolphins. I used to know him. Yeah, Mahomes had a pick. Uh, one of those picks came from potential defensive player of the year, Xavier Howard, who's been one of the best plays uh, of the season, too. Amazing. Incredible. He's an amazing player. Yeah. He is one of the top corners in the league. Um, this Dolphins team is young and they're hungry. They're going to be keep, they're going to trend up from here on out. This Dolphins team has a, they lost, but they hang, they hung with the chiefs. They nearly came back. They, they're a young and hungry team that could still, you could very well bet that they can make the playoffs. Of course, you got the uh, tough competition with the uh, Browns, the Colts, the Raiders, the Ravens, all those teams, but the Dolphins are right there. They are not far off whatsoever. And they are a solid team. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think the Dolphins could be could be scary. Maybe not this year, but in a couple of years they will be. The the Dolphins Bills rivalry is gonna definitely be interesting to see where it goes, if it's gonna uh, you know, become one team versus the other for the next few years, or if it's gonna one team's gonna take the take the dynasty almost. I think there's a surfer boy with long hair and uh, he plays in uh, South Carolina. He may have something to say about that rivalry. He may want to throw his hat. I don't know. One one player is not gonna fix that team. I agree. See, um, about that. But but let's talk about a player who did fix his team. Three more, three more, uh, three more baby. Jalen hurts. Uh, he hurt me, pun intended. My God, that game was hard to watch as a Saints fan. Uh, but I'll, I'll get into my my discussions about how I felt about the game as a Saints fan. But first, I want to talk about Jalen hurts. Uh, what an impressive rookie debut. Um, not only was he able to get the win, he was able to put up 100 rushing yards against the Saints, something that has not happened since 2017. No player has put up 100 yards rushing against the Saints since 2017. Two players did it, including a rookie quarterback making his first start. That is one of the most impressive things I've seen in the NFL this whole season. Um, Noah, as a Carson Wentz defender, do you think that Doug Peterson made the right move by putting in Hurts? Oh, absolutely he did. And I, I would have told you that a week ago. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this on the last week's show, but if we did, I was a 100% a believer that they should have thrown uh, Jalen Hurts in there. First of all, what they were doing, like, what was it, two weeks ago, like last week too a little bit, when they were rotating quarterbacks in and they kept splitting the snaps and Peterson wasn't really being tro- totally honest about what his plan was with the media. I, I really didn't agree with that. You've got to either give one quarterback confidence or the other. You can't split it. It just, that doesn't work. I, it's never worked in football. It'll never work. I, I'll, I'll never be a fan of that. Um, so I, I'm totally with throwing Jalen Hurts into the game and he played excellent. Now, here's the thing for me. Is, it, is that sustainable? No, because he's not, like he's a good runner, but I don't think he's Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, anything like that. And he's a, at this point, he's a better runner than he is a passer, sort of like Taysom Hill, honestly. And yeah. I just don't think that's really sustainable in this league. You're going to get hit. I mean, that offensive line we know is awful. At some point, they're going to break down, and he's going to get smacked around. So I think that was that's a big part of this. Can he finish out the season, maybe go next season and you know, a couple of years with the, with the Eagles? Yeah, absolutely, and they can win games with him. But is he the franchise superstar quarterback that I think many Eagles fans want him to be? Obviously, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's, that's even in that's fair. question right now. Um, as for Wentz, though, you know, we saw all season how badly this team struggled around him. I mean, you, you mentioned the running game, Aiden. 
but the offensive line was awful. The weapons were awful. The coaching was awful. Yesterday, though, everyone on that team woke up. The receivers, I mean, Jalen Rager had maybe his best game. Alshon Jeffrey played well. They ran the ball effectively, and they ran the ball a lot for the first time in a, in a long time. The offensive line yeah, was man. better. Like, they just seemed to find Jalen Hurts, and, and, and he was a spark for them. I mean, they seemed to really buy into what he was doing yesterday, and I think that's a, a great sign for the Eagles. But it does show you that uh, they didn't believe in Carson. At least some of these guys didn't believe in Carson. And it's unfortunate because he's a better, he's a more talented player than Jalen Hurts is. But that's true. That, but also, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz starts this game, the Eagles do not win. No, they don't. They don't win. But they don't if even he's come somewhere close. else, and someone someone else will buy into him. Like I've talked about Indianapolis before. I if think Indy is the right move for him. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, Dean, he'll be better. Dean, what do you think about people? What do you think about this whole like, thing? First of all, I agree with Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is one quarterback away, in my opinion, from being a threat. And I think if the – listen, we've bashed Carson Wentz, and I've bashed Carson Wentz. And I still think Jalen Hurts, he did a great job yesterday. He brings the mobility and athleticism to the team that they lack. And he has that strive. He has that poise he had in college that he brings to the Eagles. As for Carson Wentz, I think it's time to move on. I think it's for time yeah. for the Eagles to move on. But the thing is – you know, who's going to trade for him. And I think the Colts would be a great idea. Like I said, the Colts have a great defensive unit. Um, Jack mentioned if Andrew Luck was on the Colts, had the Colts offensive oh, God. line. It makes me oh my cry. God. You know, they, they wouldn't Carson lose Wentz would have the Carson, Carson the Wentz Colts would, have would be Super Bowl champion if line. Andrew Luck was here. Oh my God. Oh, exactly. off, with that offensive line, Andrew Luck, he could sit there for 10 years. They'd be and better, never, be never, in the city. never forget the, that connection between Luck and Hilton. That was something special. Oh, it was. You have, the Colts yeah, offensive Eric line, which would help Wentz. You need Eric Ebron. Pro. I bet if Luck was still there, Eric Ebron would still be there. He'd be a pro. Yeah, player. definitely. Yeah, even the even the the receivers, Michael Pittman, who's underrated, T. Y. Hilton, of course. Um, you know, they still Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. They still have the weapons. I think Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis would be great, and of course Frank Reich, in my opinion, yeah. who's the better coach than Doug Peterson, the real offensive mind. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Frank Reich's an offensive genius, and I think he'd do wonders with Carson Wentz. No, that GM, Chris Ballard, he's got the, the trade he made. I thought it was kind of a risk when, when he traded for for Buckner. That trade has made them amazing top three defense. Yeah, yeah. If they do on stuffing the run, and that's exactly what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. But it really is sad to see. I, I would love to see Carson Wentz go there. And I, I'm honestly, I actually want the Eagles to do to play well over these next couple of weeks because I don't want Doug Peterson getting fired just yet because Joe Joe Douglas comes from Philadelphia. I I, oh, I don't God. need that. I don't need I don't need that. So save your job this for one more year, then do whatever you want. Yeah. But that's what I'll say about that. I also saw another funny, interesting thing. Someone said, I don't, I don't actually believe this. No, you'll laugh at this. I saw a post on Instagram. Someone suggested, should the Jets trade the number one overall pick for Carson Wentz to come play with Doug Peterson in New oh York? Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, now, my brother showed me one before. He said, no. should the Jets <laughs> trade the number one pick for Dak and the number four pick? And the no, people they, are literally – are they, you really kidding they me? They talked about that. I disputed. Are you on crack? What are you doing? <laughs> You're going to trade for Dak Prescott, who, A, has never shown he's the guy. B, oh, I know. a horrible injury. And you're going to give all that up for the, league, for the league's for the apparent league's next phenom. I'd rather shoot myself and see that. I do, oh I do want to talk about the Saints. I do want to talk a bit about the Saints in this game, too. Oh, yeah, um, go for it. If you don't mind, I will 
I will start off and then you guys can comment rant, on it. But, rant oh away. my god, this game was Please. this game was painful to watch. Uh, but there, the the three things I want to say about it is one, definitely, if Carson Wentz is playing, uh, the Saints win this game. So kudos to uh, to Jalen Hurts for an incredible game. Uh, two, Will Lutz is entirely 100% to blame for this loss. Dean was saying it during the game. I didn't believe him until he missed that second field goal. Will Lutz missed two field goals, uh, the second of which would have put the Saints within seven. Uh, and then the Saints got the ball back, scored a, scored a touchdown on the next drive. Wasn't good enough. But the big thing, the turning point in this game, uh, I'm not going to go all hissy fit and say the refs screwed us yet again. Oh, I'm God. not going to be that Saints fan. <laughs> But no, that's only the, the playoffs. Saints yep, yeah. rewatch, <laughs> rewatch that onside kick and tell me that the Saints did not recover it. I mean, oh, it come on. You can't. You, very, who knows who has the ball? Very clear that Craig Robertson gets that ball when the pile goes down and then an eagle comes up with it. But because we saw Craig Ro- Robertson with it when the pile went down, uh, that should have been called the Saints ball. That should have been reviewed. I was mad about that, but I don't want to use that as an excuse for why the Saints lost. That was just the nail in the coffin. Had that play gone the other way, gone the correct way, the Saints would have had a chance to win it. But with the way Will Lutz played, we might have even missed a game-tying field goal. So who knows? But but in terms of the rest of the game, in terms of the rest of the game. I know what you're going to say. First off. The the defense didn't look good in the first half. And again, the big big play was that, what, 76-yard touchdown run by Miles Sanders. Um. Yes. A, another major, major problem that you can't let up and expect to win games when, when you play like that. Uh, and I know you guys are all going to go out and attack Taysom Hill for not being the franchise guy and not being the, not being the, the guy to save this, to save this team once Breeze leaves. But I disagree. I still watch that game and sure he had a rough first half, but he addressed the problems and came back and had a fantastic second half almost led the team to a win. They were down 17 to nothing at the half, came back to 27-24. That is a great job by a guy who doesn't really have a lot of experience playing. Uh, so I think that this win or this loss, sorry, more than any other game that the Saints have played shows why Taysom Hill is a good quarterback. Aiden, just first off, just two questions. One, what's your record? What's your team's record? 10 and 2. And are you guys in the playoffs? Oh wait, sorry, 10 and 3. And are you guys in the playoffs? Uh, yes. Yeah, listen to that. Stop complaining, okay? Yeah, but, but don't dare complain about your freaking kicker when we have the Ficken and Castillo duo connection. But, but here's relax the about the kicker. You don't have Dan this Dale either. the last chance for the Stop next probably four or some five must, years. Some of us don't know what a win feels like, okay? <laughs> this is the last chance for the Saints to actually do something for a long time because this is probably Breeze's last season. You don't believe in Taysom Hill. Or his second to last season. Well, no, I do believe in Taysom Hill, but the problem is the Saints are going to be like $100 million over the cap next year. So who are you going to keep? You're not going to be keeping every single star on that team. You're going to be trading a lot of big names, especially on the defense. Uh, There's no way the Saints can keep this roster uh, elite in the future. Uh, and once Drew Brees, at the end of this season, I firmly believe that the Saints will absolutely collapse for a couple of seasons before being able to rebuild with a with a younger core, especially on the defense. Bro, you want we got a nice young quarterback. Didn't you see he looked great yesterday? I yeah. I would I would love to have Sam Darnold on the yeah. Saints. Well, take us. I'd love to have Sean Payton on the Jets. 
Yeah. <laughs> you could have had Bill Belichick if you didn't mm-hmm. drive him away. No, that that was the Johnson brothers' fault because he wasn't comfortable with ownership once. All right. I'll let you guys say say your piece about the Saints, and then let's move on. But the Saints, they yesterday was a bad game for them. It was hard. I want to say it was probably hard for them to prepare. There's not much tape on Jalen Hurts, so they couldn't really go in with a a a strong game plan on the defensive side of the ball. Taysom Hill Taysom Hill did struggle a little bit yesterday, and uh, clearly you see a difference. You see a difference. You see you kind of see why he's not a quarterback. You can honestly see, like, I compare him to Tim Tebow. You see the same reasons why people don't, like, to me at least, the reasons why people didn't believe in Tim Tebow to be a legit NFL quarterback, I partly see in Taysom Hill. He's that kind of guy. There's nothing wrong with that. That kind of player works in the NFL, but it's not meant to be in every down situation. But if Drew Brees comes, Drew Brees, they hope he can come back this week. Am I correct on that? Um, the hope is that he can come back this week, but they have said that they don't want to rush him back. So there's, it is not a guarantee right now. I would bet he doesn't play. That would be my. Point. I I would I would also agree. Is this, I, their, I would matchup with, is this their matchup with Kansas City this week? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna come back for that game. I don't know why, and I feel like it'd just be so disappointing if he didn't. Well, but, and what, are they, what are they right now? The second seed. Yeah, the Packers. The, the Packers. So yeah, because because the Saints lost and the Packers won, that bumped the Packers up to the one seed by tiebreaker. Uh, if the Saints win out, I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't get the one seed. Led by future three-time NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. But it's going to be difficult if we lose against the Chiefs, which I think we are going to do. And we have the Chiefs, right. then the Vikings, who are a kryptonite, and then the Panthers, who always give me a scare. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose the last three games of the season, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, so honestly, I wouldn't predict them to get the one seed either. And I do think they're the best team in the conference. I don't know. You, you, you're, you guys are disrespecting Green Bay this year. I don't, I don't, I don't know think they're for real. I don't know if they're Super Bowl contenders. I they, don't know if I could trust Green them. Green Bay is better than – they're definitely better than they were good, last year. They haven't they, – they have ta- they've taken care of business this year, and you cannot say they haven't. They're, they're better if it's than it's not the Saints year. to me, there's only one other real team that has a shot in the NFC, and it's the Rams. Yeah, That's I, it. I actually agree. I do like the Rams. But Rams are like, awesome. I think the Packers, I don't know if they're making the Super Bowl, but I do think they're making the conference championship. With, when their offense is on, the Rams are good because the Rams already have a very outstanding defense. Yeah, you know, uh, Dean, you know why, right? Um, yes, we get it. Jordan Fuller. Exactly. Uh, but they also have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, who are premier Please. players. Please. Um, yeah, back to the Saints. Aiden, I mean, listen, the run, they struggled with uh, stopping the run. Miles Sanders had a day. I mean, listen, we said, uh, me and Jack said on our live, this was an Eagles team that, has always been a run first team uh, from the Super Bowl. Now they use the Miles Sanders. They use the mobility of Jalen Hurts. And I just feel like the Saints did not have an answer for that. The Saints than, have the course, answer, yeah. Dougie P, figure it out because I don't want you as my next coach. So let's of course, get it you know, together. Will Lutz missed two field goals. Uh, Taysom Hill, uh, you know, he adjusted in the second half and then the strip sack, um, which in my yeah. opinion was the icing on the cake. I The, the strip sack too yeah. was, I mean – why go why go five wide on a fourth down? Yeah. When you have a running like a, a run first offense right now, basically. You should you should do what we do on fourth downs. I mean just punt it. <laughs> I think the that, same that and our punt it from one, the five. That and our fourth and one go no receiver set. Everybody stacked in the box with no full Frank back. Gore time. Thirty eight year old Frank Gore. <laughs> right out the middle. So Aiden, were you shocked yesterday that they didn't uh, bring Jameson at halftime? Because I was very surprised. No. 
Not no, at all. I actually wanted Winston in. Two. I I I, I, I don't think I don't think it makes sense to put Jameis in, um, just because Taysom Taysom's not doing amazing. You know, I I just think you're you're not really seeing what you can get if you don't actually play him and actually put him in this situation. Although I will say one thing that I do think is hurting the Saints by having Taysom start at quarterback is how valuable Taysom Hill is at every other position. Yeah. You lose that that's by part having of the reason him... why I thought he's not a quarterback. He's better at quarterbacks. Well, I don't think he's necessarily better, but but being able to put him in uh you know, having Jameis Winston at quarterback and being able to put Taysom Hill in at receiver, at tight end, or at running back, or at quarterback, or on the punt team, that adds a lot of versatility to your team. But All right, let's move on. Let's move on to baseball. So it was recently announced that the uh, team that is currently known as the Cleveland Indians will finally be changing their name. Uh, they originally said that the name would be adopted as soon as this week. They have not announced the name yet, but have recently gone back on that statement and said it will be created this week, but they won't adopt it until after the 2021 season, which is an interesting move. So what what are we thinking about about the decision, about the decision to delay? And then I have another question when we're done. I'm, not, I'm surprised they actually did this. And to, well, to be honest, I think it's a good move. I'm surprised other franchises haven't done it yet. Like, I'm surprised the Braves haven't changed their name. Like, I'm just another example, like the Chiefs, they haven't changed their name. Those are just two two examples. I'm, I'm surprised the Indians, this is a good move. This there's not, They're not going to get any negative publicity for doing this. I'm sure. I'm also, I'm sure probably some of their sponsors probably said something because money's the only reason to do anything like this. So, Honestly, yeah. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure somebody spoke up and said something about that, but it can't really hurt to do it. Um, it's it, it, it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, Cleveland, it would, and that's what I think they are in need, especially like they're going to have to cut costs. Like they're going to trade their franchise guy this uh, this off season, or he's going to leave next season. It could be nice to kind of have a rebrand, start over. So that's not necessarily the worst thing. One name I hope I, I don't know. One name could they should try. I would, if I were them, I would try to do something like. Cleveland, the rock, the rock and roll hall of fame is there. I mean, like the Cleveland Rockers or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I know Noah wants the Cleveland LeBron Jameses, but I don't think that's gonna. I happen. most certainly do not want that. <laughs> really? I mean, I just know, I don't know. Just, he, wants, he wants he wants him to move to Los Angeles and be the Los oh, no, Angeles. No, 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 I got it, guys. I got it, I got it. He wants the Cleveland Goats for Goat Games. <laughs> the Cleveland. Do you know what you're um, I was gonna say, you know, Cleveland. You, Cleveland could take notes from Washington and become the Cleveland Baseball Club, the CBC. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't have a bad ring. Oh, yeah, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Cleveland catchy. Baseball team. I like Cleveland Baseball organization. The CBO. Cleveland – I mean, listen, this, the news came out of nowhere. I did not expect – I'm pretty sure neither of us expected Cleveland to come out with this news. I think before the 2020 season, correct me if I'm mistaken, 2021 season – They'll be doing uniform changes, name changes. They're going to be going through a complete rebrand, which, which well, would be Well, Dean, cool. I, I could tell you that a couple of years ago, I, maybe this was three years ago, something maybe four years ago, something like that. They got rid of, on their uniforms and whatnot, Chief Wahoo, which was the little Indian head sort of yep. thing that they used to have, um, Native American sort of symbol. Yep. Um, and that was what they had on their hats and jersey. You like You'd see that everywhere. And they so they stopped using the, that that chief, which Wahoo. was a big step. Like it was right. a good step, but it wasn't enough. I, and so they they started going with the C. That's like been on their uniforms and hats recently. The C. Yeah. 
So that's really what they've moved towards. But I guess this is just the next step and just completely yeah. eliminating any now, sort of, uh, you know, past history with that. Yeah. But now, I do want to know, guys. Oh, Sorry. what? Um, go, no, go first. First, you know, we saw the Washington, now the Indians. I should excuse my language because they're going to change the name. Um, do we see a consistent trend with teams you know, similar to that name? Cause we've already seen it twice in 2020. Do we see a third one soon? Do we, you know, teams like the Blackhawks or, you know, does this trend continue? It's a matter of, it's a matter of what the sponsors say. It's about money. I think the, the Indians and the, uh, the Redskins were the two most egregious examples yeah. of it. I mean, like those are, you know, like <laughs> slurs for native Americans, essentially. Um, Blackhawks, Braves, and Chiefs are probably the other three right now. They're all questionable, but they are not at all to the same level, I think, as Washington or Cleveland. Yeah, and, and I can say too, Aiden, uh, my high school that I graduated from a couple years ago, we were the Indians when I was there, and they just changed it uh, like six months ago or so. Like in the beginning of the summertime, they announced to change it. And so they don't have a name yet. So it's just the high school's name. There's no a logo yet, but they'll have something. And I know I forget who maybe it was maybe it was Dean who said or maybe it was Jack who said there won't be a lot of pushback. Um, and I can tell you that in our community there's been a lot of pushback. Oh, there, there will be pushback. Yeah, there there's be. been a lot of there was rallies and people chanting, and it was sort of a whole movement in our town. The people that wanted to keep the name as opposed to change it, and it was sort of a divisive issue around here for quite a while, and still is sort of an divisive issue. Uh, so I think this is such a new thing that we haven't really heard the people who were against it in Cleveland, but there's going to be a lot of people. And, you know, I understand it's, you know, we're in this new era of political correctness and whatnot, and it's just time to do these things. And, you know, whether you're a fan of it or not, you just have to kind of go ahead and, and live with it. Um, but I can tell you that there's going to be a lot of pushback just because there's some people that want to keep this name and think that it's been tradition for X amount of years and that we've got to keep going with it. But, you know, I think, I think a lot of these leagues are coming to the realization that you just can't, it's just not the time anymore for that. So what I want to know is, Jack, you said the Cleveland Baseball Organization um, no, I said that. That's what I want. Sorry, Cleveland Baseball great. Club. I said I CBC. Rockers. Rockers. CBC. What? Yeah. What do we think? What do we think the uh, the Cleveland that Cle the Cleveland team is going to change their name to in the long term? So no, no Cleveland Baseball something. Cleveland An actual Rockers. name. Cleveland the Rockers for Jack. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. Perfect. Event. I like that. My my personal pick is paying homage to the greatest baseball team of all time and make them the Cleveland Spiders. That's what I, I don't want. think you can beat. Yep, that. I'm with you, Aiden. Absolutely, like people love the Spiders, and it would it would remind people of the 20s, <laughs> the good 20s. Dean, what about you? <laughs> no, that's in that's in Virginia. I was gonna say because Richmond is the Spiders, but they're in Virginia, not not Ohio. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe there's a correlation there, but there's not. Aiden, you um, convinced me. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I like Cleveland Rockers, but that's. Cleveland Spiders actually has also like a nice. Um, Over something new. I don't How know. about Cleveland Rock Stars, Jack? I feel like that's cool. I, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Rockers sounds kind of weird, but I do, I do like the idea of incorporating some sort of music. Something with the aspect. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's like the biggest. That's I think to me when you think of Cleveland, that's the first thing you think of. Rock. Yeah. I think of LeBron James. Sorry. I think of the Spiders. <laughs> I mean, listen. You know, we've had teams like music names like the St. Louis Blues. And about the city. We can influence that with the uh, city of Cleveland because they're a huge rock city. Yeah. How about how about something because you know with the Browns we say dog pound. Like I was gonna say like the bulldogs. How about how about something relating to to dogs? Bulldog, something bulldogs. to that effect. I like that too. The Cleveland the Cleveland Bulldogs could work. I have a friend I who said underdogs because they only won one title in fifty years. 
Like, no I have a friend who said the Cleveland Guardians is apparently one of the more common ones coming up right now. No, the XFL New York Guardians. That's taken. All right. So um, let's move into our last topic. ESPN's NBA Top 100 Players list has come out recently. And as always, it's a little bit controversial. A little so, bit. Uh, a, very, just a very little bit. controversial. Personally, I am, I am livid that uh, my guy is ranked so low. 54? Really? Really? He should, be, he should be number two, just like that jersey says. Right behind his brother, Leangelo. Uh, but Noah, what do you think? Well, first of all, let's just be honest. and, and Not say, about Lonzo, just about the list. It, it's clickbait. I mean, that's what it's been for years. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember why this, I, I know this, but this was a couple years ago. And, and Carmelo was, I think this was the year he was in Oklahoma City, right after. Yeah, you know, Lonzo's rookie year, he was right yeah. back. He was like 70th and Lonzo was like 65th. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Everybody knows that there are certain players that are better than other players. And ESPN just wants to project or have a hot take or be talked about on national television, whatever it is. And they're going to make this list insane. So, so I have some doing advice. exactly what we want them to do. This, this year is ridiculous. Yeah. This so, year is ridiculous. It's ridiculous every year. So I'm on the list right now and I'm looking at it. And, and you know, some of the first few make sense. The top 10, I think the top 10 is pretty solid. And I'll read it for our viewers real yeah. quick. We got LeBron, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Luca, Kawhi, KD, Damian Lillard, Steph, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic. Is it Jokic? Jokic. 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 I have a hard time pronouncing that. I don't, yeah, I, I, I say that's you. a pretty solid top 10. Yeah, I, I agree with you. My only complaint with that, I don't agree with putting Kevin Durant there right now because you don't know what he's going to be. That's just my opinion. You don't know if he's going to be the same. That's all. my only problem with the top 10. But it, it definitely starts to fall apart after that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm just looking at it right now, and there some egregious examples for me is, uh, here we go. Uh, Kemba Walker is lower than Karis LeVert, uh, Fred Van Vliet, um, his teammate Marcus Smart, which is just insane to me. I mean, there are some, like, there are others. Um, here we go. I, what, one uh, of the ones that I think is the most Griffin's ridiculous. Griffin's lower than, is, is, is lower than Christian Wood. I mean, like, are you serious? I, 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 I think it's ridiculous Russell that- Russell Westbrook that... is 36. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zion is, Zion, Zion is 19. 20. The Zion rookie of the year, John Morant, is 31. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. It, yeah, I mean, some of these are just insane. I mean, I'm not going to go through all 100 guys and tell you this should be over this person, but let's just be honest. It's, it's clickbait, right? And, and we're just going to talk about it and just- say what what we think of it but it, it's dumb yeah smart for people to talk about it's a good marketing play i'll say that but other than what are that, your thoughts pretty bad list what are your thoughts though on no rookies not a single rookie on the list that makes um, sense. this is not a great class. I mean, this, this 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 rookie class didn't have anybody that jumped off the page that makes you go that makes you like Fair. go crazy yeah absolutely jack's right i agree so what yeah. about what about some snubs? Who who do you guys have as the biggest snub? Uh, is Carmelo on this list? I don't think he Carmelo is. Carmelo is not. Yeah, I, I thought um, about him first because I talked about him before. But to think that we got we got Patrick Beverly number ninety. Where's Lou Will? And Seth uh, Curry, Otto 90. Porter is ninety eight, and we Seth got Curry like over not, Seth Curry over Otto Porter. Like, Where's Lou Williams? I, saw, I thought There's, I saw Lou Will on here. Is he not? They're on also here? missing. They're also Jay, missing JJ Redick. KCP over Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that's a joke. They also got JJ Redick off the list. Andre Drummond, Derek Rose, Rajon Rondo, no, Alex Lula's Caruso. Did Kelly Oubre get on here? Kelly Oubre is not on the list either. 
Is Andrew Wiggins on here? I thought I saw him. Wiggins is also not on it. Oh my god. I thought I saw Lou Will too, but Lou Will's not Millsap. on the I mean, like, I mean, think about this. And then, yeah, you're putting Green. in like 55 year old Mark Gasol, like Josh Richardson. That's a joke. Who's like the 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 backup on the on the Lakers is going to get five minutes. A well, game he'll this start, year. but he's not going to play much. I mean, like DeAndre Aiden might be an All Star this year, and uh, you got guys like Tyler Hero who looks like a future superstar, and those are below Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green averaged like seven points last year on a team that was awful. I mean, we're Buddy say Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield is good. He's good, but is he the 87th best player in the league? Is he better than uh, Patrick Beverly or Ricky Rubio even? Like, probably not. I think the biggest, the most egregious one to me, actually, now I'm looking at this at the end, how the hell is DeMar DeRozan number 82? The guy's a top 30 player. Yeah, he got, he got. 82? I mean, the guy's a perennial all-star. That so you know it's just ridiculous this list, bro. And and Nick actually made it this year. That's controversial. Nick, who? A Nick, a New York oh, Nick Robinson. Was it Mitchell was, Robinson, was it Randall? Ninety-one. Oh, no, Randall Mitchell didn't. Robinson. I guess Randall didn't. Yeah. So uh, one NBA thing that I want to talk about before we end the show today, we have to talk about this. We haven't talked about it yet. Is the uh, big contract that your team signed, Dean? What'd you think of that? I mean, listen, I went on live and I don't like the Paul George contract, but I was convinced by a few significant others. Uh, you know, you, you may disagree with it, and that's okay. That's fine. But although I don't like the contract, you know, I've always got a lot of maybe Paul George can bounce back, but I said he's pandemic P. But, or, you know, maybe after being checked out physically and, uh, you know, mentally, maybe the Clippers could have a bounce back year. Maybe Paul George could play better. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, if Paul George does not step up this year or play better, that contract's going to look horrible on the Clippers' part. So this year, I think, is a huge make or break for Paul George, a critical year for Paul George. Yeah, no, this is absolutely um, I'm not going to fault George's him. is on the line here. Yeah, you know, I, as a fan of a team, you know, you can't throw your player under the bus. You can't say it's over. You can't call it quits. I'll give him a chance, but – just know that for him, it's hit or miss. You cannot – you got to step up this year. I actually disagree with you guys on the tradable part of it. I think that, the con- I think that contract is actually tradable. At I first, agree. I didn't think so, and then I thought about it some more. And, like, if you could trade Blake Griffin's contract a few years ago with the Clippers, and then you can trade this deal. If you can trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook, you can trade this deal. And, honestly, because you have Kawhi Leonard, you just need another star, and it doesn't really matter who it is. I mean – you can talk about the fit or whatever, but if you can find someone, some disgruntled star somewhere that wants out of his situation and he's on a big contract and you offer Paul George, if it doesn't you know, work out this year or something that might happen. And you can put together a new duo and just kind of start over with Kawhi and some other star. So Paul George for you can still win a championship. You have Kawhi Leonard. And you can, if you put yes. any, any sort of talent around him, you have a shot. So I actually don't think it's that big of a deal. He has to play well, obviously to deserve it. But if it doesn't really work out, there's always a chance that you can move it for some other big name player that you can pair yeah, with. Yeah, I, I told you the other day, no, I was like, you know, wait a minute, didn't the Clippers sign, sign Blake to a max and they traded him to Detroit? So, you know, if they could trade, like you said, Blake to Detroit, then I'm pretty sure a Paul George move can happen, especially for a player that, you know, is top 15, top 20. Yeah, and, and I would bet, guys, that, and I know Paul's talked about, oh, I want to be a Clipper for life. He's always I would said bet that, that about three other He's teams. always said that. So, yeah. I, I would bet to you that Paul George is a Clipper for 
I would say probably two years that I think that I'd put a, a timestamp on it right there. That's probably as bad as far as I'd go. I All agree. Right. Let's, let's move yeah. into winners and losers. I honestly cannot remember who is who this week. Uh, so, uh, you and I are winners. We're winners. All right. So yeah. Noah, or actually, no, Jeff, give us your winner. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to say my winner is the New York Mets and the New York Mets, New York Mets fans. First off, New York Mets, they made a very good, to me at least, I like, they made the first big move of the, this offseason. They brought in, they got, they think they got their catcher, James McCann, four years, $40 million. In years past, the Mets, after after getting the qualifying offer to Stroman, Get it, give it the qualifying offer to Stroman, signing Trevor May. Now get it just that alone, Stroman and and uh, and, uh, and Trevor May. That off the off season will be it. We just added James McCann, and people are still talking like we're just getting started. So we still got an exciting off season ahead of us. And we, the Mets also just got their new GM, who apparently a lot of a lot of people sound very happy with, and they think he could be an out and one of the a superstar in terms of front office personnel for the future yeah i listened to his to his uh, press conference earlier today jack i don't know if you heard it but i didn't listen, he did to, it. I'm gonna listen to it tonight i've been doing work all day though yeah he was actually terrific um and i yeah, think one of the things that loves he has his exact same vision yeah i think that one of the things that mets fans were always annoyed about with brody was that he always seemed like a salesman i saw a tweet about it and i totally agree he was always trying to prove to us why he was so brilliant and smart this guy just talks the talk and walks the walk he knows baseball he's a personnel guy he understands this whole business better than Brody ever could have imagined it. Yeah, so. this guy, and also, this guy's not a guy like Brody who just walked in here and got the job. This guy's been in baseball. He's paid his dues, and it's time to it's time for him to get rocking and rolling. This is the first time in freaking 20 years the Mets have a GM, I feel, besides, with the exception of all of us, and I think is actually going to get to do their job. Yeah. It's not going to be right. forced to do everything by Jeff Wolfon. Noah, who's your, who's your loser? Uh, I think my loser would be Auburn football. I'm not, maybe I took Dean's loser. I'm not sure. but No, 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 uh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Okay, good. I, I didn't want to. Um, yeah, Auburn football. They fired Gus Malzahn this weekend. He's been there for like eight years. They had a lot of early success, a national championship. Uh, they, were in, they were in that game against Florida State back against Jameis Winston. And it was going really well for Gus after Gene Chizik was there. And after maybe two, three years, it all started to go a little bit downhill. They did have their moments. They had the, the kick six game against Alabama. They brought in Bo Nix last year. He's a star quarterback. So they've had their moments. Last year. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Not, not Auburn. My bad. I, my yeah. bad. They brought him, they brought him into Auburn last year. He's been great. And so they've had their moments, but it hasn't been consistent and they haven't been able to be in that top tier of uh, SEC teams. And so now uh, they're going to move on, find a new coach. And you hope it's a new era for that school because they really need it. They need to catch up to what Bama and Florida and some of the other SEC teams are doing. You know, what's the worst part about it, Noah, that his buyout's like 21 million. So they still oh have to God. pay him afterwards. Imagine in a pandemic when everyone's losing jobs and whatever, getting 21 million to sit in your couch and not do anything. While Gus awesome. is on the couch, he'll be getting paid from the school. <laughs> it's like Bobby Bonilla. All right, Dean, Dean, who's your loser? My loser is an, another SEC team, uh, Florida. Because first of all, for those who watch the LCU Florida game, Florida gets a stop on third down. And a moron named Marco Wilson, who is the back <laughs> so of uh, Florida, decides to take a shoe and throw it 40 yards down the field. Uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. LSU takes a field goal and wins the game and most likely <laughs> dashes Florida's uh, playoff hopes as not only Florida lost against a laughable team. Florida they bums. They're going to they're gonna get, get beaten up by Alabama. Plummeled, exactly. So – 
Florida is going to fall so hard in the rankings. Um, Seattle, New, Seattle New York, number two coming up for them. Uh, um, Florida, that was that was just ugly. And Kyle Trask did not pl- uh, perform well, as Mac Jones, I think, is now going to pull away with the Heisman. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought Kyle even, Trask even was over Trevor Lawrence, game, just even hard. over your boy. This is a one-horse race, and it's being run by Mac I, I could say Zach Wilson, but I'm a Lawrence, nice guy, so Mac Lawrence Jones. Missed, Lawrence missed too many. He missed the game. with, with Two COVID. games due to COVID. He would have easily, easily handed it. I agree. Like so I think we're down to our four teams, right? As long as Clemson beats Notre Dame and Bama wins, I mean, we're pretty much done, I think. I feel no, bad for a and m a and is – We are down to our four teams, but, but we could very well see a crazy end to the college football season um, – I mean, the the most likely one is seeing Notre Dame beat Clemson. Uh, and then do you think A&M sneaks in at four? Uh, I hate or does, to say or that, Clemson, probably. Does Clemson make it, make it as a two-loss team? Questionable. But the other big one that could happen is what if, miraculously, Florida beats Bama? Or does Bama drop out? No, no. Even, even against so. a, such a bad team as Florida? How can you put them out? They've been the best team all season. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't do once, that. I still think Bama's in. The only one that's really like I'd on throw the line. Ohio State out. Yeah, I was gonna say the only one I think that has the most risk besides Clemson because they're playing Notre Dame is Ohio State. Because if Ohio State loses once, I think they're out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Ohio oh, State sure. having a chance is still a joke. They've only played in five games. They're only gonna. But play two of them games. were not their fault. I didn't say it was their fault, but still, it's ridiculous. Um. So real You're quick. I, I just want to give my winner. Uh, my winner this week is uh, Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller, uh, who you know she she's had some struggles in her in her in her appearances. She's she's had some bad kicks, but she also has become the first woman ever to score in a college football game or in a yeah I guess not it's not pro so in a college football game that is freaking impressive. Uh, so if any of you guys out there. Uh, are for some reason mad that they're allowing women in football or uh, don't care that this is news, shut up. Um, <laughs> it is, it is Carly, so, let's get Carly Lloyd to the Jets. It is so incredibly difficult even to be a kicker in a college football team with zero stakes. Um, so big shout out to her. Fantastic job. Uh, that is all we have for you guys this week. It is a wonderful time as always uh we hope to be back next week or we hope to be back soon it is it is holiday season so we'll, we'll see you as soon as we can but until next time i am aiden chart alongside dean gutick noah schwartz and jack Asello. see you guys next time <laughs>